Hello and welcome to the episode of Octal FM Soundbite. I'm Saffron. And I'm Gelada. And today we're covering another relatively breaking news story, I guess. It's a little mm. bit a little bit late to the game on this one because it's been unfolding over a few a few weeks now. And longer actually, I suppose. Um, but that is the recent big Nintendo leak. Um, mm. with the alleged hacking of internal Nintendo servers. Does it been said by who exactly? Or is it like one person or is it a group of people? It's not necessarily easy to know for sure. There's definitely like one or two maybe individuals. There's sort of it's difficult because some of the the big leaks are happening now. Yeah. But the actual attack was probably much earlier mm-hmm. and looks like it probably happened more like maybe may or maybe even much earlier than that in some cases maybe for the, maybe for years um this stuff has been you know compiled over time yeah so it's not immediately clear there's a few reports that it was someone breaking into a nintendo partners servers of like a third of like a third party business right some of it is definitely like you know maybe social engineering against nintendo employees um and things like that and the community is obviously very interested in this because it contains lots of information yeah. and and gamers traditionally love kind of like backstory like hidden information behind the scenes stuff you know leaks of things that are lost or like beta versions of stuff i think it's kind of it's interesting to sort of video game archivists and historians who sort of are interested in this sometimes more so than i think than other like subcultures mm. So the hack itself is kind of similar to what happened with the Twitter hack we last talked about in the sense right. that like it's so. a large corporation that's been probably social engineered or hacking or both to kind of get access to stuff that they really shouldn't have access to. But this time around, it doesn't seem like there is a, a definitive malicious intent behind it other than stealing of you know, private property data. But yeah. it seems to be more a case of like, let's have a look what there is rather than trying to use it for malicious intent, like the the Bitcoin scam or whatever the reason did appear for the Twitter full thing. Yeah, I've not, I've not got an impression that it was done to, yeah, for like financial gain or, gain or anything like that. And maybe if there was any future stuff, then you could potentially use that mm. to like make decisions about whether to you know trade nintendo stock at certain times and things like that but mostly it's just a curiosity thing that doesn't mean that it's okay no definitely Um, not definitely don't break into systems but now that it's happened it presents an interesting opportunity to like it it does show this the twitter thing does show how maybe these big companies really aren't as secure as they think they are and this is going to be an even more of a wake-up call for more companies to really you know get this stuff under lock and key because it baffles me that all of this data because the twitter thing i can kind of understand right because it's a huge company with offices around the world for you know billions of users potentially you know maybe not billions but you know what i mean you know whereas nintendo these a lot of the stuff that's been leaked is all sort of like assets and like game related files like surely this should only really be accessible like from one of several only a few development houses like scattered throughout japan or throughout the world yeah rather than being able to access assumedly across the internet right yeah what's interesting is that it looks to me like a it's a handful of file servers that have you know that have just sort of been broad kind of dumping grounds Mm. for all kinds of stuff both new and old so it's things like source code for loads of different games like everything from Star Fox to 
wave race to F0, right? Like not like, you know, one specific team's source code. Uh, even like, you know, the official emulators for consoles, like demos from from events like yeah. Space World and stuff like that. And and then even like um like schematics and diagrams and stuff for consoles, you know, what, what electronics are used, what, you know, how are these things built? Like that's a lot of really random like that's like it's just like a dumping ground yeah. of intellectual property. So that suggests that maybe this was a backup server of some yes. kind. And actually, some of the file names suggest that they have backup in the name. Like maybe it's a a, a version control system um, backup. And the thing is, is that you know if you do that as a company, it's not that weird to do, right? For a start, like a lot of a, a lot of the time, you might be overly cautious and you go, okay, well, I don't know what's in here, but we're shutting down this server. We're going to back everything up and put it over here. Yeah, it um, makes sense because I mean, traditionally, like old video game stuff, like from say like the nineties and backwards is all very hard to get hold of. Like, I mean, yeah. we, we've talked famously many times about how, like, assets were completely lost for things like Age of Empires 2 or, like, Final Fantasy VIII and all that stuff where they lost all of the original coding and the materials for it. So trying to re-release it or, or do something with it in the past has been very difficult. So yeah. doing this is not a bad idea, making sure you've got all this stuff. Like, Nintendo is, like you say, it's, it's sort of the probably the most prolific of all video game developers over all of the years of video gaming's existence, right? Mm. So these are some really beloved things that, are, that, as you mentioned in the beginning of the episode, are very important to archivists and, you know, video game historians and stuff like that. So that's really important. But still, not maybe the smartest way of storing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think for me, the things that are... There's been a lot of focus on the assets, like missing assets, yeah. you know, beta versions of, of games and stuff like that. I think the things that I'm interested in, and it's going to be a fine line for people to to tread and probably cross, um, is the information, underlying information about consoles and mm. things like that. Will How to really... break certain copyright protections and stuff like that, right? Yeah, well, also just for like emulator purposes, yeah. like having a deep understanding of console, of like older consoles could help maybe further develop the emulators for them. I think also for again very long term like the speedrunning community which we've talked about mm. a, a lot on octal fm will potentially gain a lot of benefit from having you know the source code yeah. to games that are speedrun because yeah. it means that you may be able to find other hacks Little other exploits, tricks yeah. and glitches and exploits um i'm assuming it'll also allow for like more um tool assisted runs as well right mm, yeah definitely and you'll be able to more easily builds tools around these games as well mm. um you know so it's going to be interesting to see it's going to take a long time there's a lot of stuff like allegedly you know this all kind of started apparently in may and allegedly it was like two terabytes of stuff um which is a lot for anyone to work through which is why we're going to see stuff off the back of this yeah, for quite for a long, a time, long time and also for it, teams especially like emulators and speedrunners and stuff have got to make decisions about whether to actually use this information you know if you're an emulator you have to be very careful not to actually copy anything because that would be illegal but if you read the source code and then make decisions mm. based on that that's a gray area mm. legally like mm. whether nintendo would come after you yeah it's but very yeah, interesting like, it is interesting. It, it it's an interesting. And obviously, it, it's it kind of does suck for Nintendo. There's yeah. there's an argument to be said that you know some of the really old stuff. It's like it would actually be you know uh, let's flip it on its head and think about like um, 
id software right releasing the source code to old games mm. right like actively making that decision and releasing the source code for people to learn from yeah yeah, yeah. there's an argument that you know well why not release the source code to, we don't to, benefit to from it Star being Fox. under our own <laughs> protection anymore like we might as well just let people do what they want with it and and create more and it also generates positive buzz for us at the same time yeah like if you think most of the actions that people are doing is like people are like excited about finding yeah, interesting things and learning things. about yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. learning about the way that nintendo develops software people are just kind of interested i mean in how that. often do you see like oh we managed to get hold of that that one console they used for that one trade show that one year where right. they had like yeah, this yeah, yeah. and people like you know found them in garages and attics and stuff like that and it and it's crazy this is sort of like that times like a hundred you know this yeah. is this is the mother load so and it's all i find another thing interesting as well because video gaming is such a young media by comparison will we ever see stuff like that become like public domain like mm, music and right. books and films become public domain eventually right so mm. would old video game related information get to that point in the first place or will nintendo always just have this under lock and key well not anymore but <laughs> would they have mm-hmm. done you know would we have ever, would have this yeah. stuff have ever have come to light had it not been taken maliciously yeah, probably not, right? Because I think they can they can protect these that, that, they, these old that things. That just seems like such a shame, but you can also understand it. And yeah, like you say, morally, I think it's very grey because I don't think that the people who did it were doing it for gain. But I also think that like it's not theirs to take in the first place. So yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, in a way, I'm glad that they've done it because it's really awesome to see some of this really cool stuff that never would have come to light otherwise. But at the same time, you can't endorse, well, theft. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like in lots of interesting stuff. I, I personally am very interested in all of the stuff around Ocarina of Time, mm. you know, sort of some of the like beta artwork and, you know, I remember some of the old screenshots yeah. from magazines yeah, 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 and yeah. people are now finding the maps the like map data f- that was used to generate those old screenshots um and like the old demo information which is really interesting like the way that you know you can actually work out and go oh that's where that screenshot mm. was from it was actually meant to be it was like this old testing version of castle town or mm. something like all of that kind of stuff i find is is just it's just interesting right like from a just a, a curiosity and a history point of view what we'll probably do is we'll we'll probably chase this one up again in future when more information Mm. has come to light in a more concrete fashion because like you say right now a lot of teams of people are pouring over this data whether or not they're going to go too far with it or not is another matter but you're going to find more and more interesting stuff it's like more things are understood from what's been taken because like you say such so much to go through and probably do an entire episode sort of like the really cool things that have come from this yeah exactly exactly definitely we're going to see some interesting homebrew and Mm. you know emulation and all of that kind of stuff we're definitely going to see a lot of that over the coming months for sure but we'll keep you updated but until then i've been saffron and i've been gelada and catch us again for another octal fm soundbite very soon